0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, exclusively here as always on the Casa D18 Studios channel. I, of course, am your host, the Renegade JJ Williams, and today I'm going to be discussing from 2008 The Wrestler, starring Mickey Rourke, Marissa Tomei, and Evan Rachel Wood, and featuring appearances from a slew of wrestlers including, but not limited to, Ernest the Cat Miller, Robbie E., Necro Butcher, The Blue Meanie, Ron Killings, Jay Lethal, and Nigel McGinnis. Today's episode is also going to be rebroadcast, replayed on the Jeff Meacham Network. Thank you very much, Jeff, for allowing us to come in every other week as we do in the non-Dads on Wrestling Weeks. Welcome, everybody. Thank you once again for joining me here on another brand-new installment of Renegades Reviews. I appreciate you guys tuning in each and every day, those of you my loyal viewers. it, It just makes me feel good to know that I have even a small following Of people that are always tuning in. To see my latest review. Now prior to WWE. Pushing WrestleMania back a couple weeks. This was originally supposed to be WrestleMania weekend. You were going to get the wrestler on Friday. Tomorrow's feature ready to rumble on Saturday. And then it was going to be WrestleMania. So I was trying to save. The two biggest movies with the most wrestlers for WrestleMania weekend. Unfortunately, WWE kind of screwed that up for me, pushing it back a couple of weeks. But alas, my lineup has not changed. So let's get right down into it, shall we? Our film begins with a montage of posters and media clippings kind of documenting the rise to fame of Randy the Ram Robinson during the um, early to mid-80s. Now it's 2008, and he's past his prime. Randy wrestles for various independent wrestling promotions in and around New Jersey on the weekends. And during the day in the real world, Robin Ramzinski works at a supermarket where his manager, Wayne, mocks his wrestling background and just constantly demeans him. Randy is also a regular at the local strip club where over time he's befriended a girl named Cassidy who's a stripper and very much like Randy, she's too old to keep doing her job. You know, you figure the exotic dancer industry is primarily dominated by girls in their late teens, you know, barely legal, 18, 19 years old to their late 20s, 28, 29, maybe even 30. Cassidy, Marissa Tomei's character, is easily in her late thirties to early forties. So she's way past her prime in the industry she's in as well. Now, after winning a match with Tommy Rotten one weekend, Randy accepts an offer to wrestle his biggest rival, the Ayatollah at a huge ring of honor show to commemorate the 20th anniversary of the original match. Knowing that this rematch could relaunch him back to stardom, Randy begins to intensify his training. He begins taking steroids and just really trying to get that extra edge to make him look and feel good. But after wrestling Necro Butcher in a hardcore match for CZW one weekend, Randy throws up and then collapses from a heart attack. Randy undergoes coronary artery bypass surgery in order to save his life. The doctor tells Randy that he almost died. You know, you barely survived this one. There's no telling what will happen next time. And so he needs to live a more healthy lifestyle. Doctor tells him, You know, everything that you're putting into your mouth, you need to stop. So, as if that's not bad enough, the doctor tells Randy that he also can no longer wrestle, as his heart just can't hen- handle that stress, that heavy workout, and adrenaline that comes from working a match. If any of you have ever wrestled a match, You understand what I'm talking about, whether it's professional wrestling, independent wrestling, backyard wrestling, high school, college wrestling. You should understand what I'm talking about. You get into that ring and the adrenaline gets flowing and you start going 100 miles an hour. And if you've had a heart attack, that's, that's just not good for your body. Reluctantly, Randy decides it's time for him to retire. Cancels all his upcoming bookings, including the 20th anniversary match. And he asks his manager at the supermarket for some more hours. You know, trying to offset the money he's going to lose by not doing all these wrestling shows. Wayne gives him full-time hours at the service deli. And in the beginning, Randy seems to be enjoying himself. You know, he's being jovial and entertaining to the customers. You know, he throws the salad like a football pass for the guy to catch. You know, he's calling the women hun and sweetie and just really, really seems to be digging the job. Now, during a visit to the strip club, Randy asks Cassidy if they can talk privately, away from all the insanity and chaos and the noise of the club inside. Now, at first, Cassidy says no, because it's against the rules. But she's known Randy long enough. The people that own the club, the managers, the bouncers, they know Randy well enough because he's a regular. So when he tells her that he's had a heart attack, she agrees to meet him in the parking lot in his van. And during their conversation, Cassidy suggests that he sees his daughter. You know, at least let her know what happened. Randy had basically abandoned his daughter, Stephanie, when she was a child due to his, you know, his schedule and all the chaos that comes with being a professional wrestler. You listen to any of the old timers talk about being on the road 300 plus days a year. He basically had no time for his little girl. During his first encounter with her, she rebuffs him. Is very angry and hostile towards him and everything he says. She feels like he wants her to take care of him after telling her about the heart attack. And he's like, look, that's not what I'm here for. I understand you're upset. I just thought you needed to know. When Randy goes back to Cassidy, tell her how it went, she suggests maybe getting her a gift and she suggests a secondhand store that she knows of. Randy asks her to come with him to the store to help him shop. And she hesitates a little bit, but agrees. When they meet at the store, you know, Randy asks her, you know, what should I call you? Should I call you Cassidy? Should I call you by your real name? And she tells him to call her Pam, her real name. Since they're out in the real world, away from the club, we can leave the club gimmick behind. Just call me Pam. Randy ends up finding a neon green jacket. Like, this is a tacky, tacky jacket. But he likes it because it's got an S on it. And he's like, you know, it's perfect. S for Stephanie. And Pam's like, uh, go with your gut. But, you know, why don't you check this out? And she finds a peacoat. Now it's New Jersey and it's wintertime. Like there is snow on the ground. Peacoat just makes more sense. He ends up making his purchase. And afterwards, he asks Pam to go and have a beer with him. But she tells him that, you know, she has to go home because she has a son. He asks her again, you know, come on, just one beer, just one beer. And she was like, okay. They go and they have a beer together. While they're having their beer, round and round by rat comes on the jukebox. And they begin bonding over 80s rock and how great bands like Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Guns N' Roses all were. And how much fun 80s rock and roll was. And then Randy makes a comment about how Kurt Cobain came along and just killed music. Each their own, you know. Some people love Nirvana and the change that they ushered in. Some people say that rock and roll was more fun before the alternative craze took over. What do you guys think? Do you agree with Randy? Leave your thoughts in the comment box. Let me know. Well, as they're bonding over everything, Randy is dancing for Pam, you know, instead of her usually dancing for him afterwards he goes to kiss her and you watch the scene at first she's hesitant but then she grabs him and they start really making out for a second and then she pushes him off and she has a rule about dating her customers so this is a big no-no for her in her personal book even though there's a connection and you can sense the chemistry between the two of them, this is a no no for her. She doesn't want to break her rules. So Randy goes to see Stephanie again, gives her the gift. First, he gives her the green jacket with the S, the tacky gift. And you can just see it on her face. Like she's appreciative of the gift. She doesn't want to be a complete, you know, be about it to her dad, but she looks at it and she even's like chuckling, like, "Okay, like for real." And he's like, "I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. That's not your gift. Hold on." He goes back to his van and he grabs the other gift, which she opens, and it's the pea coat. And she's very caught off guard by the pea coat. You know, she's appreciative, thankful. You know, he tells her, you know, look, it's cold out, it's winter, I want you to stay warm. So they begin to talk for a minute, and Randy wants to spend some time. He feels like the ice is breaking a little bit. Make the move. You know, can we have a little bit of time together? And at first, she's hesitant. She doesn't know if she can trust her dad. And he's like, I want to take you to our special place. And you got to remember, you know, he left her and basically abandoned her. So she's like, we have a special place. He's like, yeah, I'll take you. You'll remember. He ends up taking her to a beachfront boardwalk in Jersey. And she vaguely remembers little bits and pieces about being there. They keep their bond going. They're reconnecting. And Randy apologizes to her for abandoning her when she was little. They agree to go to dinner. He asks her for Friday night, but she tells him that Saturday would be better. So they agree to dinner that Saturday night. Randy goes to the strip club, thanks Cassidy for the help. But again, she rejects him. And this kind of upsets Randy a little bit. They get to a heated argument. So Randy ends up making her feel like nothing but a cheap stripper. Like, look, you know, you're not going to give me the attention that I feel like I deserve from you, then fine. Here's money, dance for me, shake your butt. Now that makes her feel less than adequate because she thought that she was more than that to him. Randy ends up getting thrown out of the club that night. Now, upset with what's transpired, Randy goes to a wrestling show, and he hangs out with some of his old buddies. After the matches, Randy and the guys go to a bar. Randy gets drunk. He ends up meeting a female fan who gives him some cocaine, and then the two have sex in the ladies' room. Randy wakes up the next day in the girl's bed, and he's exhausted by the night's festivities. So when he gets to his place, he crashes and just sleeps all day. When he wakes up, he realizes that he missed dinner with Stephanie. He goes to try to apologize to her, but she tells him that he, she never wants to see him again. Never. Stay out of my life. Back at the supermarket, Randy gets recognized by a fan. And he knows the fan knows that he knows him from something, but he can't place it. When he th- Figures out, because of his persistence, that it's Randy the Ram. This aggravates Randy because the guy just would not let it go. So he jams his thumb into the meat slicer, cuts himself, starts bleeding profusely. Randy quits on the spot, and then he starts kicking and throwing things across the store spewing all kinds of venom at Wayne for the way that he treated him over the years. Realizing that the real world hurts him more than the wrestling world, between job harassment, losing in love with Cassidy, losing his daughter again, Randy decides, F it, I'm going to go back to wrestling. Let whatever happens, happen. He calls the promoter, tells him the match is back on for the anniversary match. He's able to reconcile with Cassidy just before the big match. And she pleads him not to wrestle because of his heart. She tries telling him, Look, I am here for you now. I am here. And while Randy appreciates the concern, he tells her that he belongs in the ring where he is. Loved, admired, respected, unlike out in the real world. Randy enters the ring for his special engagement match, 20 years to the date of the original encounter against the Ayatollah. The sounds of Sweet Child of Mine come over the loudspeakers for Randy's entrance, amplified by the applause and the admiration from the fans in attendance. Before the match begins, Randy addresses the fans as the Ayatollah kind of looks on. And this is very much a whole break of kayfabe moment in this scene because even though the Ayatollah is his arch nemesis and a heel, the Ayatollah is being Bob, the real man in this moment because you can see him smiling Nodding his head in agreement with what Randy's saying, and even like applauding his speech a little bit. Once Randy is done with his speech, boom, the Ayatollah comes in and he attacks Randy from behind. And as the match progresses, Randy begins to feel it in his chest, his pain, and the heart, and everything starts to overwhelm him. And the Ayatollah, being a professional, He sees the pain on Randy's face, knows of his condition, tells him, don't worry, I got this. He charges at him and kind of flips over him, almost as if Randy had done a back body from his knees, and tells him to pin him in the match. We've given them enough. They will be satisfied. But Randy refuses climbs the turnbuckle to set up his Ram Jam finisher. The fans begin to chant for him as Randy turns and he realizes that Cassidy has left. With tears in his eyes, Randy leaps from the top rope and our film fades to black. I gotta say, you know, I always have loved the way it just goes to black right there. It leaves you wondering what happened. Did he land the move, win the match, and everything was fine? Did he die in the ring as a result of the move? You know, did he have another heart attack, but was able to survive that and recuperate? You don't really know. Based off of what the doctor set up for us, you're pretty much led to believe that the move causes him to die. But we don't know. There's no epilogue. There's a couple seconds of darkness. And then Bruce Springsteen's The Wrestler song kicks on. So you don't know. You're left to draw your own conclusions. And I really loved the way Darren Aronofsky set that up. When it comes to my rating for The Wrestler, five out of five stars. This is easily one of the best films about wrestling. Mickey Rourke was able to enjoy a resurgence in his career as a result of it. A couple years after this, he had Iron Man 2, which, granted, not the best Iron Man film. Granted, a lot of Whiplash's best stuff, according to Mickey Rourke, was left on the cutting room floor. But just the fact that he was cast as the villain in a major Marvel film, just a couple years off of this. The original Expendables came out in 2010 as well, a couple years after this. He's in that. Marissa Tomei. Enjoyed a resurgence after this film Again Marvel, she is Aunt May To Tom Holland's Peter Parker You can't get much bigger Than that Five out of Five stars What do you guys think of The Wrestler? Let me know Leave your thoughts in the comment box below as always Let's get out there on the social Media Hashtag Casa 18 Studios Hashtag Renegades Reviews, Hashtag Renegade Returns, and of course the ever popular Hashtag Shenanigans. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Merchandising, Merchandising, where the real money's made. Don't forget to do what that commercial just told you. Go out there to teespring.com stores slash Jeff Meacham Network Get you your official t shirts of the Jeff Meacham Network, your Talk Wrestling shirts, Meachamania, Jeff Meacham Network logos. Get you your official merchandise for the Casa D18 Studios Brotherhood, your Renegade JJ Williams shirt, Stat Boy Sports Bar, Dad's Not Always on Wrestling, and so much more. Tomorrow, right here on the Casa D18 Studios, when I bring you another brand new installment. Of Renegades Reviews. I mentioned it earlier and it will still happen. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble, starring David Arquette, Scott Kahn, Oliver Platt, and a slew of WCW talent. Make sure that you're here tomorrow for that classic wrestling film as well. Thank you for joining me here today on another episode of Renegades Reviews. Thank you to the Jeff Meacham Network for allowing the replay of this show as he does every other Friday in the Dads on Wrestling slot. I appreciate you guys and I will see you all next time.